Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to yet another episode of the Ugly Money Podcast. I am your host, Ugly Money Nietzsche, and my guest for the evening, Atlanta legend. I'm talking about he gave these boys the blueprint. Matter of fact, we're going to call him the big blueprint. Southwest Atlanta's own. Big Oomph, the CEO, man, is in the building. What's up, my brother? I try. I try to make sure I give you know the people they, uh, the the best intro they you know I, I could possibly give them. You know what I'm saying? I, I try to give you your flowers early. Do it for the wrestling. <laughs> hey man, so uh, question. Let's let's just take it all the way back, man, to the beginning, man. Who was Big Oomp before Big Oomp was Big Oomp? Who was Big Oomp? Well, shoot, man. I don't know. I got the name in high school. Okay. Football in the ninth grade, but it wasn't Big Oomp. It was Killer Oompa. <laughs> used to be on that line. Yeah. Already. I coach, already know. Coach just called me Killer Oompa. Huh. And it just grew from Killer Oompa to Big Oompa. Now talk to me about um, you know, you 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 establishing a, a hip hop label in the early two thousands. You know, Atlanta's scene wasn't exactly people didn't see it, it wasn't like it is now, back then. Mm-hmm. So where did you get the the bug to to go and start a label in Atlanta, Georgia back then? Man, uh, well, you know, first start out with the mixtapes. Okay. And then we got the record stores. And it wasn't really no, um, what the record company wanted, the record scene wasn't like that when I started. Mm-hmm. There was only a few artists out independently, like the Hard Boys, Raheem the Dream, um, Ghetto Boys, Forest Underground stuff. Yes, sir. Um, then you had Smurf and all of them over there with the J Team. Kids that rocked them. They was in the mixtape game. But I, I want to say they were doing bass music around that time. And um, <sighs> Sammy Sam. Sammy Sam was around. Hits a hit band, Sammy Sam was like one of the first trap rappers, seemed like. Yeah, I was in McCannaville, and Sam used to be on there rapping all the time, freestyling. Yeah. Come around us and freestyle, and then this Joker made a song. I had a Cadillac, convertible Cadillac, a 65 convertible Cadillac. Then he made a song about my Cadillac. Hmm. And uh, that's how I got interested in the rap business. And, uh, and I was like, man, I'm going to put you out, man. It is. I'm going to put you out. Then you end up going to jail, got out of jail. And that's how I got into the, the real rap part. But before that, I had a group named Major Bank. And they came from us rapping off mixtapes. Hmm. We started with rapping off mixtapes. And then that just formed into a group. Did you ever see... Major Bank. When you first started, did you ever see it becoming as large as it became? No. <laughs> so I was putting in a lot of work, man. It was so much work we put in. Couldn't see how that was gonna be come out. We were just grinding. We just created so many avenues and paths that wasn't around. You know, we created the record store game. We had twelve stores. We created the TV show Oak Camp Live. Mm-hmm. We created the DJs during the Crunkers clubs. 
we just start coming up with ideas and bringing it to life. So yeah, and I want I want to weigh into the DJ situation because it seems like it seems like you were signing DJs back then with Jelly and Monte. It's like it was a whole lot of DJs on Oom Camp. Actually, it wasn't a lot of DJs on Oom Camp. It was just it was a movement. Okay. At the time, and DJs were just down with us, man. They was rocking with us so hard with the movement to where it seemed like we had a bunch of DJs, mm-hmm. but technically they wasn't. Signed to us, mm-hmm. they just they, they they was rocking with the movement real real strong. That's what's so up. So it there. seemed like we was really heavy with the DJ, but technically it was just shit. Monte, Jelly, Shorty Rock. Okay, okay. Unk came. Shouts out, shouts out, Unk man. Right. We gonna talk about Unk a little bit later. So um, starting a label in the two thousands, you know there wasn't there wasn't really a blueprint, at least in Atlanta. So where where did you get? You know, where did you get your game and your inspiration from? Like, who was who was who was Big Oomp looking to to figure out this record industry? I ain't really have a mentor. <laughs> um, we were just some street jokers, man, just hustling, coming up with ideas, executing them. Outside of that movement, I I, I, I saw what Master P was doing, mm-hmm. Cash Money was doing, Suave House was doing. I was like. I'm gonna rock like them rascals, you know what I mean? Like, so that's when I started coming with all the heavy promotion and the Murder Dog magazine, all them underground magazines. I was coming out with the whole full page ads, like they was with four, five, seven album artworks. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I'm gonna lock this thing down south this way, like they was doing. And so that was really my early motivation on the whole conglomerate of Oomp Camp. Yes, sir. Now, um. Back then, you know, we didn't have social media. Social media, or it wasn't as prevalent as it was now. You know, you guys had to, you guys had to beat the streets. Do you think it was easier back then or harder back then to get a record broke? Back then, um, after we figured out the recipe, it worked for us. Mm. We, we had to figure it out, though, you know what I mean? And we beat up the streets, man. We beat up every corner of you. Came off highway, we was doing something, putting out a part. I'm gonna say doing a party or putting out an album, whatever we doing, whatever event, whatever we had, you knew it, you saw it. We we painted the city, you know, like we plastered the city. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now talk yeah. to me about uh, DJ Unk. You, uh, DJ Unk, you had a lot of success with that with, with uh, Walk It Out and, and those records with DJ Unk. Tell me about uh, the first time you met him. I can't even remember the first time I met him. Uh, I think uh, Monte, he came around with Monte. Already. Uh, and he started DJing with them. We ain't, I ain't know he rapped. Okay. He started under them DJing, and uh, he made a song and put it on the mixtape. And he started getting some action off the mixtape. And I think he made a song with um, Franchise Boys. And then we pressed that up. Yes, sir. Start servicing that. And then I think you might have got a show or two out there in Atlanta. Then that's when it was like, it was about that time to start working him as an artist. But yet and still, he was just a freestyler and a guy that's on the mixtapes rapping and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, sometimes the DJs, they, they kind of know the recipe to how to make the club move because they've been playing records. So they kind of know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He 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 he, he going to know how to get them girls up and them folk up out their seats. Yeah, he, he had the song uh, "Suckers Come and Try Me," and uh, he was DJing at Club Crucial. 
So he had started breaking that record at Club Crucial, then he started performing it. And then, shoot, I think that was the beginning of um, becoming an artist right there. So go uh, go with me uh, with me with the uh, the process of walking out. Do you remember that record? Did did, did you think that record was gonna be what it bet? You know what it, what it became, or it was just another? Nah, nah, man. So we come from the era of gangster. Okay. It was a gangster label, and Sam came out with a song. So at the time when Sam made Ryan with some killers, that was the dirty version. Yeah, I remember that. The radio version ended up being Ryan with some players, but I was like, Sam, man, we ain't doing that booty shake shit. Like, you're a gangster label. We're going to do some gangster shit. Let's okay. switch this shit up, do some gangster booty shape. And that's how we came with that rhyme with some killers beat. If you listen to the beat, it ain't just no twerk your booty shit. It's also hard, up-tempo, gangster type shit. Yes, sir. And uh, <clears throat> we came with that song. And then um, Monte ended up working with Unk in the studio. And they came up with the song, Walk It Out. I came to the studio, and my table was like, oh, this shit right here need to come out now. <laughs> and I said, what? And he played it. And walk it out, walk it out, walk it out. I was like, what need to come out right now? Like, you like, Monte trip. What, what, what you talking about, man? Oh, I'm telling you, this is it right here. This shit a hit right here. I said, play it again. Why that I? Why that I? I was like, oh, hell no. This is a gangster label, bro. We can't come out with this. Yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, I'm telling you, him and Art was in there. And Art was like, big boy, this is a hit. My tell you, like, they need to come out tomorrow. Mm. I said, man, play it again. Man, I couldn't catch on. <laughs> we played that shit like 10 times. I still couldn't understand yeah. what you hear with that record talking about we need to put this yeah, record yeah, out Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> and, um, but shit, man, Monte was in the clubs, man. He was one of the hottest DJs that was breaking all the records in the city at the time. Mm -hmm. Monte play your record, you got a record. If Monte play your record... You got like 10 other DJs about to play your record. Mm. So at that time, he was the trendsetter of what was going on in Atlanta as far as records being played in the club. So yes, I sir. was like, well, shit. And Monte said he need to come out right there. That means Monte finna go hard and pop this thing. There it is. So I said, well, shit, man. If you believe this is the record, man, get it mixed. Get it mastered. Let's go. So she finished it. Got it mixed. Got it mastered. And Monte started breaking that thing. So you never saw that record going crazy like it did? No. <laughs> if it was left up to me being a knucklehead, it would have never came out. Hmm. And you, cause, because at that time, Oomp Count was on some gangster stuff. It was on some gangster stuff, man. That's it. Toxicated, Sammy Sam, Loco, yeah. Major Bank. That's all. Hitman Sammy Sammy used to just get, give it to him raw. Yeah, Baby D. <laughs> Who's all gangster? Like, who make street music? So, uh, how was it navigating? Because once you get, once you go, once you hit that, once that walk it out hit and it went crazy like it did, you know, now you're going from the independent label to, you know, to the major, to the big time. You know, how was it, how was it navigating up there with them, with them large labels and dealing with those folk? So the story for that is, we got the record hot. We got it in rotation here. It was one of the hottest records going. Me and Monte go to New York. 
we go to shop the record to every label up there. <clears throat> and Koch was one of the labels we went to. So I told Monte, you know, the record hot, man. We can't lose the record. We can't let it come up out of rotation. I was like, we're going to sit around for about a week. Mm-hmm. And if no, because Koch gave us the best interest out of all the labels, all the meetings. So I told Monte, if nobody don't call by the, by the next week, we're going to roll with Koch. And so, shit, man, nobody called. <laughs> we rolled with Koch. Hopped in the bed with them. They was an independent label, though. And at the time, they ain't have really, you know, that was a real independent label. Yes, sir. So, <clears throat> was we their first hit record? It might have been. It might have been their first big record, because I don't know. If we, did we come before Jim Jones bowling? Definitely. Most yeah, so I think we was probably their first big record, and then I think Jim Jones came right after that with mm-hmm. bowling. But um, we ended up getting in bed with Koch. And Koch did their thing with the record, man. D and Shadow, um, they like the top radio guys, man. Those juggers with work, they with ham on the record. And did his thing, took off. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, um, I mean, Two Step came there shortly after. I just remember going to the club, man, back then. And <laughs> it when that came on, man, you just, you, you, every girl, was doing the dance and, and and you know if if you didn't like Unk then you're gonna like him after that song because the girl that you've been looking at all night or whatever jumps up as soon as this record get to playing and you trying to jump up after you know that's back when mm-hmm. when, when when guys used to dance with girls yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know what yeah. I mean yeah. you know now they're just in the section just hanging with each other like nah we, you try to get up on something or whatever you know what I'm saying yeah. and before I knew it I was trying to walk it out too trying to get yeah. down there on it yeah for sure for sure now let's talk about uh, Baby D. Now he he was another artist that you had a lot of a lot of success with. You know how did that how did that situation go about with him? Man, you know Baby D. We started out independent with Baby D. Baby D had the biggest records in Atlanta at one time. Mm-hmm. Like I remember, he was the star rapper in Atlanta. Like he held it down for us coming from the street. Like he was that first. Sex appeal star rapper that just stole all the girls, and he had all the street guys too rocking with him. And then with that um, East Side versus West Side, man, that shit was like an anthem. Yes, yeah. sir. And then he had the still the biggest record to this day being chanted in all the arenas. Yes, sir. All the Braves games, the football Falcons games, the Atlanta Hawks game, ATL ho, that's Baby D record. Yes, sir. And yes, that sir. record, man, that that's one of the biggest records still to this day. It's twenty years old. Facts. Now, um, it's funny you, you talk about arenas. Recently, I was on Face, no Instagram, and I seen a video for the Atlanta Falcons, and it was by a guy named Ro Timmy, who was the uh, he plays on Power, and he's not from Atlanta. And I don't know if you seen. Have you seen it? The Rise Up video. Today. <laughs> uh, and and it seemed like the city was in an uproar. Talk to me about uh, what's your what's your take on uh, that uh, that Ro Timmy Rise Up song? Man, I just think that the marketing people from Atlanta Falcons need to do a little research, and we're gonna try to find a way to get in touch with them by tomorrow ourselves. But get in touch with the original people, which is us, who owns the song to ATL Ho, and. Let us do that song. Let us 
do the video. Like, get in touch with the people who who, who the latter knows of the song. Yes, sir. It's a hit legacy song forever. It's Baby D record, Big Old Records record. Marketing people from the Falcons, get in touch with us, man. We'll be honored to do it. Hey, Falcons. Y'all heard it. That, that, that ugly money. Because uh, that Roe Timmy joint ain't it. <laughs> that nah. shit ain't it. <laughs> and, 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 and it's anyway. not from Atlanta. What that, yeah, what that yeah, girl yeah, say? It's not, it's not Atlanta. Atlanta. It's not Atlanta. It's not Atlanta. <laughs> and it ain't, it ain't even that, 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 that the dude's a bad artist. It's just the fact that it's just like, it's just so processed. Like, it's just not, it's not real Atlanta at all. No, you know sir. what I'm saying? It's yeah. just like. Bro, y'all done got a dude from Lord, Lord knows where. I think he, I know he's Nigerian, but I have no idea where he's from. But I know he's not from Atlanta. No disrespect. To no him, disrespect man. to bro. All artists put in work, so thumbs up to you. Yeah, that's that's that was about the second. I was like, man, all these dang rappers in Atlanta, and we can't find nobody. Hey, Lil John on the record. Come they on, come man. get us. We'll shoot the video. Pastor Troy, Lil John, Baby D, man, the <laughs> city would go ham. Right, and guess what? If they want to do a remix, let's throw a little baby on that oh, thing. Come on, that, that, that ugly mother. Oh, we we cooking up something. Imagine <laughs> little baby on new ATL hole right now. Man, it be out of here. I think we on to something. Atlanta Falcons, reach out, reach out. Goddamn it, it's time. Cause uh, yeah, that rise up. It, that ain't it. That ain't it. I just I just know a lot of people was uh quite upset at that. I seen I seen the jokers going into the DMs and act like they recording the voices talking about Atlanta Falcons. We can't. All yeah. the Falcons ever speaking of the Falcons. That, that, that ugly morning. <laughs> Where's such and such at? He get mad every time I talk about this Falcons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid, uh, AJ Terrell, number twenty four. He yes. played for me. I coach football. That's too. crazy. He from the old squad. Are are the Falcons ever gonna win the Super Bowl, sir? Lord have mercy. I pray <laughs> every season. They might, they might need a high coach oomp to come over there and help consult them. They need killer oomp or something, man. <laughs> so, uh, I know it's early to talk about, but uh, Matt Ryan versus a new uh, new quarterback, uh, Mar- Mar- Mariota, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Who, who do you think that they made an improvement with bringing Mar- Mariota in, or or they should have kept Matty Ice? Man, uh, I like Mariota. He he runs the ball. He did pretty good. I ain't gonna shoot him down, cause that's that's who we got now. So I'm just gonna. <laughs> he just gotta roll with it. Gotta roll with what's going on, man. We gotta tighten our defense up, man. Huh. We're gonna keep giving away the games off the defense. It's time to improve the defense. Just start with the defense, cause defense win games. Facts. You know what's uh. It's a love hate thing with Atlanta Falcons, you know what I'm saying? I mean, he, I, I see. I, I'm not originally from Atlanta. My my brother DJ such and such is, and uh, you know, I, I look at his face every postseason, <laughs> or sometimes it's before postseason because they don't make it to the postseason. But uh, <laughs> I just remember a night we was in Southside at Level Two, and uh, on Tar Boulevard, and and you know, first half of the Super Bowl, Atlanta going crazy. I mean, the whole city was lit. I mean, you could literally just go outside and hear people just partying and screaming and yelling. Everybody was lit. And then the city got quiet third quarter. Mm. It got real quiet. I looked over there at such and such. Such and such looked over there at me and just shook his head. He's like, don't talk to me, bro. (laughs) bad, <laughs> hey man, hey man, time to be about the Atlanta Super Bowl debacle. That, that, that ugly money. <laughs> Let's keep some Atlanta shit going. <laughs> Look at Monte, he hurt his heart too. He like, man, that's what I'm talking about. That shit. <laughs> <laughs> you said what? Oh, 
squad. Eight was squad. <laughs> oh yeah, already. So um, you don't know if the you don't you you don't know if the Falcons are ever going to win the. Uh, you don't think the Falcons will I, win? I, I, I hope. Y'all get that defense together, bro. There it is. Defense. Y'all better, y'all better listen to Killer Oompa. That, that, that ugly money. <laughs> let's let's keep some things in Atlanta, man. What is it? Who is Big Oomps' top five Atlanta artists of all time? I know, you know, I know that's a tough question off the top of the head. But Big Oomp, top Atlanta artists of, of all, all time. time. Definitely would be Sammy Sam. Hitman Sammy Sam. <laughs> It's one of my hard questions. Jeezy. Jeezy, okay. Fire. 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 T.I. Okay. Who else I listen to? <laughs> I like Jeezy. I listen to T.I. I listen to the old T.I. I don't know about that. The old T.I. Jeezy. I like the old T.I. Okay. Like Jeezy. Who else I listen to? <laughs> Baby D always gonna have, you know, hits. That, that, that ugly money. One more. Now, no disrespect to all these new artists, but I don't know what a lot of them be saying. <laughs> Hey, that's real. <laughs> All right. I, I rock with Outkast, good them up, but all time I'm trying to see. Yeah. I like gangster music. I, so I, I already, I already, I already uh, see you I'm, over there uh, cooking. He over there cooking. Like, if it ain't gangster, think about Atlanta. <clears throat> we got Baby D. We got Hitman Sammy Sam. We got T.I. We got Jeezy. We got one more. Top five Atlanta artists of all time. Yeah, What's more Atlanta than, than Oomp Camp, baby? We, like, we got to keep it in the city. Okay. You thinking long and hard, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to have to go with, I, 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 they might think I'm biased. I'm going to have to roll with um, my group intoxicated. There it is. That, that, that ugly money. It's big, oomp, it's big Oomp top five. Nobody else is there sure. You, you know what I'm saying? You could be whatever he could be whatever he wanna be. Rest in peace, let's see. You could have said DJ Montaigne. He don't even rap. <laughs> now, man, um, unfortunately, man, it seems like the uh the Atlanta hip hop scene that you have helped create, craft, and, and build, it seems like it's under attack almost. You know what I'm saying? With these Rico cases that we got going on. Um you know, what's your take on the YSL Rico case and, and, and these rappers getting caught up in the, in the legal issues and things of that nature? Well, so, my background is from the streets. Yes, sir. And in the streets, you know, you just, you, if you, 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 you just got to be smart about what you do. You know, you got to know what's ahead and what's in the back. And... Unfortunately, a lot of these guys that's out here now, man, they they young, they move different, and got social media, got so much going on now, 
to where, you know, it ain't about <clears throat> being quiet, <laughs> moving in silence, you know, doing your dirt where nobody knows. Those days are over with. And fortunately, man, these guys don't care about letting somebody know that they did this, that, and the other. <laughs> and shit, man, all that stuff is interesting now, you know what I mean? So. You do something here and you say something to somebody, somebody gonna tell somebody, somebody gonna tell somebody, somebody gonna tell somebody. And now that they doing it all on the, on the they telling it on the records? Yes, sir. You yeah. almost been a rat for your own self. You spinning the shit out yourself, so. I don't know, man, I hate this having to happen like that, man, but you know, that lady ain't playing. Hmm. Hopefully she don't make an example out of the guys that's already in trouble. You know, hopefully hopefully it don't be that tough. But all the guys that's out here now, they see what's going on. Yes, sir. They got to just pay attention, man, that that ain't the way. Honestly, I would say, man, just do the right thing, man. You know, there's a lot of ways to have a good living without violence. You could even sell drugs, not to promote that. Yeah. But you can sell it without violence. You can get money without violence. Every morning I wake up, man, four or five people shot. Our city is baby Chicago. Man, listen. So for me, being the age I am, kids, you know, and friends and family, I, I'm not for the, the, the craziness what's going on in my city. Like, I, I don't applaud None of these rappers pushing that foolishness. I I, I don't agree to none of the, the gang banging. I I don't agree to the rappers thinking it's cool. Yes, sir. <clears throat> um, for our culture, you know, these rappers who got a hold to the youth and the community. They, 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 it's somewhere the line got to be separated to, hey, we are what they looking at. Mm -hmm. We are what they paying attention to. We are what they listening to. So let's feed them something positive. Let's, let's try to change some of that stuff, man, because what, we're going to lose a kid every day? We, we, we got kids getting shot every month. We're losing a kid to a bullet. Crazy. These young guys in their 20s, man, them jokers so wired up, man. It's nothing right here saying, man, I might lose my freedom for the next 20 years. Or I might jeopardize my family, uh, kill somebody, and they family hurt for the rest of their life. It's just crazy, man. I, I don't, you know, that Rico act stuff, I think that that lady is doing good. You know, I know most people don't agree to that, mm -hmm. but somebody got to set an example to clean our city back up. And if we're going to keep allowing four or five bodies a day, nobody does nothing about it. If we're going to keep allowing our youth to be gang bangers and gang leaders in every neighborhood, every community, and just kill at will, we ain't going to never get nowhere. It's not going to never be safe. You know, it got to stop. Somebody got to change it. She got to put a zapper out there so somebody can be smart enough, or at least the OGs can be smart enough to say, hey, young blood, 
That lady ain't playing. That lady gonna take your freedom for the next 25 years. She ain't playing Do all. you wanna lose your freedom? Is it worth it? Is it worth it? We need a lot of them people to be that. Like, this is like I coach football, right? And <clears throat> I've been in 14 championships. I don't want eight championships. Been coaching for 20 years. And I do not cuss the kids. I won championships without cussing the kids. And man, I be in my mind, I be like, <clears throat> I wish I could just grab all the football youth coaches and put all them rascals in one room and just go by with a hammer and tap all of them across the head. <laughs> tap them all and be like, hey man, we are the leaders to our youth. We are the leaders to our youth. Us as coaches is the leader to our youth. Man, the, it's so screwed up out here now. So you got youth coaches, which is most of them, they're allowing the kids to cuss at 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. They're allowing the kids to cuss, and they cussing with the kids. The kids having full-blown cussing conversation as a child. I want to just grab them youth coaches, man, and tap them across the head and be like, man, we, we are the ones who can help control what's going on in our communities with our youth. If all of us become mentors the right way, lead them, put some positive stuff in their minds, we can control some of this violence that's going on. Yes, sir. We can control the next generation of our youth that's going to continue to kill if somebody don't step in and demand a change, we can't leave it on that lady saying, oh, I'm gonna keep taking these boys freedom because we don't want that to happen either. We don't want these boys to be gone for 20 years in prison, you know, shit. You do the right thing, you won't lose your freedom. So that's my answer to the YSL and the RICO Act and all that. You know, I don't want it to be like that, but <clears throat> Somebody got to set an example, man, to see that this ain't the way. Gotta Our small youth them. is going to lose their lives and their freedom, one or the other. That, that, that ugly money. And that's gangster. <clears throat> you know, um, I always said, like, you ain't got to kill nobody to be a gangster. Some of the most gangster things you can do is take care of your family. Take care of your mama. Put your family, put your kids in, 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 in good schooling and stuff and being a stand-up man, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's some gangster shit, too, you know what I mean? All the way. And I think, uh, I think sometimes we get it misconstrued where we think that, you know, the things that people may see on this TV screen or whatever, or, or whatever they, wherever they get it from, that, you know, that's the only way to be a stand-up nigga is to pick up a pistol and, and do something with it. And I just wish, you know what I'm saying, platforms like this is why we had these conversations, man, to hopefully, like, one... Even if it's just one person that get the message, you know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, man, this this ain't the road I want to go, you know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times it ain't no retirement plan in the streets. Nah, man. And the, the, the youth that's out here now, you know, the, the, the parents, it, it got to start at home. Yes, sir. But at home turned up. <laughs> that them, them youngest home turned up, man. If the, if the grandmamas ain't still raising these kids right now, boy, 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 look at here. That's why I just said just now, man. Us football, basketball, 
just youth coaches alone, man. If all the youth coaches came together in this city, and there's probably a thousand of them or mm. more, put all the sports together. Imagine one person can put all the youth coaches in one building and can get into them wrestlers' mind and we be all the new trendsetters to the youth. Man, it'll change our city for sure. It'll Come change on. the world if it can happen everywhere. Hmm. But for this city, the youth is the next generation that's causing the harm and the damage. Man, nigga, mama can't even go to the gas station. Hey. Man, it's, it's terrible, man. Yeah. <clears throat> it's definitely changed. It's definitely changed, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, uh, <laughs> I remember back in the day, man, sure. <laughs> worst thing happened is you, worst thing probably happened to you, you get jumped, get your ass whooped, you know what I'm saying? But most of the time, yeah, you live to fight another day. You might have a black guy, you might have a busted lip, but you know what I'm saying? You're going to wake up the next day with your head hurting, but you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna live. These, yeah, these guys ain't even throwing punches no more. Shooting every day. Every day I look on the news, five people shot. With Little Chicago. Hey man. That, that, that ugly man. We're praying for Atlanta, man. We're praying for Atlanta. Now, um, it seems like you uh you're really passionate about coaching. Talk to me about what Oomp Squad is it? Oomp Squad <laughs> Yes, sir. Talk to me about the football team, brother. This program been around for twenty years. Over at um Ben Hill Park, um Fairburn and Camerton. It's called William Walker Park now. Mr. Yes, William Walker been there for 50 years, so they end up switching it from being here over to his name. But uh, I've been there, I had a football program, and it's been very successful in the community. I led a lot of kids the right way. Um, A.J. Terrell that plays for the Falcons, number 24. That, that, that ugly money. Come on now. Yeah, I had like eight kids just finished, graduated from college last year from my program. And I got a wholesome man, over 20 kids right now in school playing. That's crazy. High school, middle school playing right and now. And started playing with you. Mm -hmm. That's dope, man. That's dope. That's what it's about, bro. That, that, that ugly morning. That's what it's about. <clears throat> who your biggest, who your biggest, who your arch rival? <laughs> who your arch rival in the Pee Wee Football League? I know it's always one team that is. <laughs> <laughs> well, this year, uh, I got a 12-year-old team, and the number one team is RDU. Okay. So, they on the clock. They on, they, you, you, circ, you circled that date. RDU on the clock. Hey, man, you know, you've been so influential in the, in the past artists of, of just building this Atlanta culture, this music culture. Is there any new artists that, you, that Big Oop does like? If you were still in, if you, if you were still, you know what I'm saying, looking for, uh, you may you may still be, but, uh, you know, out, out of the artists that's out now. So this is what's crazy. Man, it's so many young little five little jokers out there, man, that got turning up. But, man, all them jokers got that other stuff connected to them, mm. which I choose not to be involved with. I, I, I It's like all of them... They got something attached dealing with the streets that I'm gonna wanna cut off. I'm gonna be wanna be like, hey, you fine, I could do something with you, but you're gonna have to leave all that over there. I can bring you over here, but you're gonna have to switch the game up because mm -hmm. I don't want my studio shot up. Come on. <laughs> I, you know what I'm saying? I don't need you going out there hanging with your homies, 
you get in some trouble and then they looking for you, but you standing with me and I got to be involved with your trouble. Oh man, I'm too old for that. So I'm, I, it's a bunch of them five juggles out there. I would love to mess with. My tape, wish we could sign a lot of them rappers. Yeah, yeah. But I'm so old school, I'm hindering the whole program. Yeah. That's why I'm turning it over to him and Big Corey because I'm so old school, we're going to miss a lot of stuff. Let's talk about Big Corey. Big Corey's son, right? Mm-hmm. He a production, he producer. Yep. Shouts out Big Corey. That, that, that ugly money. So, so he was just raised in it. Yeah, he was born over the over the studio in his mama's study. <laughs> well, you know, you know, our kids just an extension of us, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's a beautiful situation. Now, um, how do you feel about the music industry today with streaming, um, everything that's going on with social media and everything like that? I mean, do you think that it's we're going in the right direction in the music industry, or are we taking a step back? Um. It's really, you can't do nothing about it, man. Listen, we was going to conventions 20, maybe 25 years ago when they were talking about this stuff. Mm. They've been working on what's going on now years ago. They were talking about this stuff so many years ago, but it's just like when you see stuff on the movies now. They put that stuff out there, but you better know this is what's coming. This is the future. Mm. And we knew all of this was going to eventually come, but we couldn't put it mentally to say, well, it ain't going to be no more CDs no more. Mm. It ain't going to be no more. And people just going to be able to go to your phone, listen to your music, and ain't got to buy no more and all that. <laughs> you couldn't see it like that. But where it is now, man, shoot, it's so easy and accessible to just stream your music and go to it now to where I think it's, it's cool, but for... Me as a record company, it's a change of recipe that I had to break records, which is obsolete now. Yes, sir. You know, streaming, YouTube, all these different sites really determines what's hot now. Mm-hmm. Radio stations don't technically break the records no more. DJs are still important. But how many DJs are really the record breakers now? Like, streaming is the trendsetter now. You know, you can get a what, billion stream, like the whole world can just tap your music just to tap like that. Yeah. So for us, <clears throat> the industry and all that stuff, you know, streaming is where it's at. You can't do nothing about it. It's just going to get better. But for me, um, it leaves me with no recipe no more. It leads me to where I gotta hope an artist figure out a niche on TikTok. <laughs> yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? Yes, you gotta sir. figure out your niche on mm-hmm. Instagram or mm-hmm. something. You can't just have this fire song no more mm-hmm. and I go plaster the city nah. <laughs> and send a record out to all the DJs in Atlanta and now we back popping. Yeah. That shit don't that's not just that's not it no more. Well you just you know, you just gotta update the recipe, that's all. Okay. And, and and the fact that you can see that, the fact that you can see when you said the word obsolete, because you know I know a lot of I know a lot of elder statesmen, you know, what I'm saying that I've seen, and they never adapt. 
They never, they never realize that it's obsolete. You know what I'm saying? It is what it is. The world done went to what it went to. Mm-hmm. You feel what I'm saying? But you know, the fact of the matter is that you can see it and know that, okay, it's some things we're going to have to change up. It's some, it's some, it's some new ways around mm-hmm. things. You know what I'm saying? That's you a put out a record thing. now. You can say, hey, man, I'm going to make sure Monte got my record. DJ Hersey, Triple J, all these DJs. And now you got you know all the new J's, the core, all them, them um, DJ pools and all that stuff right there now. And at the end of the day, bro, that shit, it still got to pop and go viral to be that record. It still got to crack on TikTok and Instagram, <laughs> and it just got to be a viral record to go to pop. Yeah, everybody rap. Everybody rap. So it's just, it just, you know what I mean? It ain't... I wish it was still like that. I probably have a lot of <laughs> artists popping right now. Yes, sir. Yes, still sir. With the big oomp recipe. Yeah, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Okay, yeah. that down pack. I had it. You know, what I'm <laughs> I knew if I think this record gonna hit, I knew I can put it out and it would work. That's why we were successful with records after records after records after records. We had them yes, got sir. a recipe to it, but now. Shit, man, I'm paying for playlists and <laughs> influencers. Yes, sir. And yes, sir. Yes, sir. What's the best influencer to get for this record Come and on. all this shit, man? You know, it, it's dope. You said the word recipe, right? And, and, and it's funny because as a as a as a uh, aspiring CEO myself of trying to break through the record industry, and, and you know, and basically going to places that you've gone, you know, I'm finding the recipe, you know, and and a lot of times. You may take five wrong turns for you get a right turn. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's just from what I've seen, it's just being able to 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 invest this this money, and it may not come back this time. And to know that okay, that don't work. Let's try something else. That don't work. But when you finally find the way, oh man, you got the underground railroad. You know what I'm saying? And I think that's what you had. Back then, where you had found a way, I'm pretty sure there was times that, oh man, well I went to this company, this company don't do what they supposed to do. I went to this, that they they full of shit. Until you finally found your way, you know what I'm saying? And I, I think a lot of us people in the industry now are still because because it, it's, it's constantly and consistently changing and adapting. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? We we adapting to you know what it is. Yeah, the fact of the matter is, social media is king. Content is content is king. You know what I'm saying? Like. And uh, you know, I preach to my artists every day. Hey man, listen, if you want if you want a record deal over here, you better be posting a piece of content every day. Mm-hmm, where, you know, where it used to be, it used to be a situation where you wanted the artist to be kind of mysterious. Now they want to know everything. everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yep, so it kind of flipped or whatever, where almost it's like the social media is like a reality show that people are watching. Mm-hmm. And it's your life. That's it. And 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 the better and the better you can manipulate that and understand that. To get people to like you as an artist, then the byproduct is the music. Like, oh, I like him because he crazy. He be, he be funny as hell. All right, cool. He got a song out or oh, let me stream it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, and that's why I've seen a lot of major labels go and they'll try to take that influencer that's popular and turn them into an artist because of the fact that they figured out. How to get a fan base. They figured out how to get these people excited about them. And then once you get excited about them, then the music is just, hey, man, we're going we to sell that. Sell them a T-shirt, get them a concert ticket, and mm-hmm. stream the album or whatever, shoot it. You know what I'm saying? The job mm-hmm. is done. So the game definitely changing. It's, it's adapting. You know, the real player is going to keep playing. 
You know what I'm, I'm saying? Still playing, man. Yes, sir. Got Monty and Big Core. Yeah, let's know. talk. Let's talk about these Keep new Oop Camp artists, man. Yeah, 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 let's talk about the new Oop Camp, man. What we what we what we got in Oop Camp now, man? What we doing? We got um Shante, Shante Renee, R B. We got we got to give him we got to give a round of applause for Shante Renee. She didn't she didn't been on the Ugly Mother podcast. That's so right though. What up, so? Yeah, that's right. Yes, sir. Uh, got an artist named uh, Cappy Cool. Okay, Cappy Cool. Shouts out to Cap. Got an artist named Chico. I know Chico now. That my Chico, Chico crazy, right? man. Everybody know Chico. Wild, boy. Hey, Chico said, "Hey, Nietzsche, <laughs> I'm ready, brother." I said, "What you ready for? Yeah. Everything." <laughs> hey, that's Chico. That's something gonna work. Hey, when he get that record, everywhere he gonna. You just need that record, cause he sure got the work yes, sir. and the hustle, man. That's something gun puts to work in. Yes, sir. Man. That record gonna come for him. Shout out to Chico, man. Yeah, Chico be working. Then I got an artist named Wicks. Shout out to Wicks, man. Wicks and uh, <clears throat> Baby D. Yeah, yeah. Some new artists. And Stormy X. Stormy X. Oh, you got a whole roster. Yeah. Yes, sir. Now, let's talk about You said something dope, too. You said work ethic. Talent versus work ethic. I have a, a lot of artists hit my DM every day talking about they talented. But a lot of them d don't show me any work ethic. You know what I'm saying? When I go to their page, it ain't got much going on. So that don't work no more. Yeah. No it, used be, it used to be. It used to be like that, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Record yeah. labels definitely ain't studying you if you ain't got no work ethic going and no loading up your content and mm. numbers ain't there. They don't even want to look at you. And then for somebody like us, it's almost the same thing. Like I'm judging the same stuff now because I'm like, shoot, if you ain't got no numbers, that means you ain't doing it. You tripping in my work. <laughs> no cap. You know, it's, it's funny. Like I say, you know, it's, it's a lot of talented people there. But if you don't, if you don't move the talent, then what is you doing? If you got some God-given talent, if God made it where you could put words together doper than most average people in the world, and you don't do nothing with it, you just wasting the talent. And I think sometimes that a lot of artists just think that that's all they need is, well, I can rap. But yeah, I know some goddamn Jays on the side of the street that can rap. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If I post them on YouTube, they probably get more views than you. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, at, at some point in time, you know, it's just it just got to be more. Work ethic. Yeah. yeah. You got to be out there busting your ass in the street. You got to be like Chico. Chico, yeah. them everywhere. Everywhere. You see something, somewhere, he, he can go, up. he going to pull up. He pulling up. That's one thing I say. He'll put his face in the place. He know all the DJ. Man, that man put it in the work. He just got to get the record. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Hey, man, I, that, that, that it's been an honor, brother. It's been an honor to talk to you, man, because, I, you know, I got to answer some questions that I always ask, man, because, uh, you know, you uh, if if you don't know, I want to definitely give you your flowers, man. You are a legend in your own right, my brother. That, that, that Not only a letter legend, a music legend, period. You know what I'm saying? And you, you, you've you opened a lot of doors and, and made a lot of opportunities for us young black brothers to get some money, man. I want to tell you I appreciate you. That, that, that ugly money. Before we get out of here, man, let these folks know where to follow you at on the on the Instagrams and the ticket talks and all that stuff. <laughs> Just in case they want to get some of that big oomp game. I'm so old school. I don't even know how they can get on TikTok. <laughs> I done had Monte and Big Core by TikTok. Hey, hey oomp, I'm telling you, if you get on that TikTok and you hit one of them joints, man, it's gonna go viral. 
Hey man, you listen, listen. We go, we, we putting this in the air right now. Big O, you get one of your <laughs> artist records and do one of them TikTok things. I'm telling you, it's going crazy. I bet so. You gonna fuck around? You gonna fuck around and be the goddamn influence? Put on just some bosses and walk it out. What? I might go viral on them. Wrote the record. Look, wrote the record in one day. So. <laughs> I just got on some bosses doing the walk it out. Well, I bet that thing pop out won't it? Hey, look, man. You know what I'm saying? If it work, it work, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let them know to follow you, man. Um. My Instagram is the real big um. There it is, man. You can follow me at Ugly Money Nietzsche. That's Ugly Money N I C H E. Remember, the bigger the dream, the bigger the risk, the bigger the payoff. This has been the Ugly Money Podcast.